Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blizzgo, Raicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Dan, Kenshi, Lee, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Natara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Mandalora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I am your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, I have someone I've been a fan of for a very, very long time uh, from the Call Sheet Podcast, Netflix's Call Sheet Podcast, writer Chris Tapley. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Happy to have you. You're a madman to do this. I, uh, I definitely have made some choices, <laughs> and I'm sticking with them. Go for it, man. Uh, you know, there's only like 30 characters left to get through, yeah, so... Just have confidence, Why baby. not? Commit to the bit. <laughs> um, I was really surprised that you asked uh, if you could be on this show, and if you could specifically have Cabal, who we'll be talking about today. What, uh, yeah. what led you to wanting to be on a Mortal Kombat po- <laughs> podcast, and specifically to wanting Cabal? Well, how could you not want to be a part about a part of this <laughs> crazy experiment? I don't even know if it's an experiment. You're you're I you're think doing I'd it. call it the gr- the great experiment. <laughs> the great experiment. The capital T. But why Cabal? Is that what you said? Sure. Oh, why all of it? Did I jump ahead? Yeah. Cabal. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, my Mortal Kombat history. I was an OG, kind of. I mm-hmm. mean, Mortal Monday was right. my an original Goro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I uh, does every letter. In the alphabet associate to a Mortal Kombat thing for you? Probably. That's fantastic. I could probably get there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Call on the sense memory. Yeah. But no, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got into Mortal Kombat with the console release and then played the second one in the arcades constantly. And then when the third one came out, Cabal was like my guy that I played with. I just liked him first and liked his combos and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I guess I want to do this podcast. And if you're doing characters, I think I'll do Cabal because all the good ones are taken already. <laughs> Sub-Zero is like naturally my favorite. Sure. Sub-Zero is an easy favorite. I also think he's like the easiest to play. Yeah. So that helps. And that fatality. The, yeah. The first fatality. The one that like made the parents run away screaming. Oh, man. Showed my mom and it freaked her out. <laughs> mom, watch this. I definitely had like friends whose houses I had to go to if I wanted to play Mortal Kombat. I think because uh, my mom was told like after she'd already shown me like Predator and like Alien when I was five, hey, you're actually not supposed to do that. Uh, Take away any CDs that have parental advisory on them and (laughs) don't let them play any violent video games. So uh, I I had no no such leash with my parents. I don't maybe that's part of how I turned out how I have. But (laughs) I mean, I was watching RoboCop and like Aliens and you know like when I was a kid. Yeah. But my, my mom was just like, you seem to really like those classic Universal monster movies, but you've watched them all. So what else has monsters? Uh, check out this movie, Predator. I think that's got a monster <laughs> in it. And uh... well, I was, it's funny regarding like not being able to play the game uh, or having to go to a friend's house. I was in reverse. Like I was the guy. This actually happened. I had like a sleepover at a friend's house, 
and I brought like a batch of stuff over. There was a few games, and Mortal Kombat was in there. And I went back to the car to get something, and I came back, and his his mom was standing in the doorway holding Mortal Kombat, and she was like, "Chris, you can take this one back." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "So she knew what it was." Oh wow! And Shut wasn't down. going to taint her son with it, I guess. I was like, oh, okay. I felt like the bad kid because I had Mortal wow. Kombat. Did you feel cool? Never. Or just ashamed in that moment? <laughs> oh, no. Not because of that or anything. <laughs> uh, no, no. It was no just like, it, it, did, it did, honestly, like, yeah, there, there's like a strike of like shame. Like, oh, am I not supposed to have this game? Right. Is it weird that Are I you have a corrupted child? Am I corrupting kids? Yeah. And, but that was, that was short-lived if sure. I felt that at all. <laughs> right. It didn't stick with you. Yeah, no. That you know of. That a I mean, apparently the story to, uh, stuck remind. with me. I do think about that, that when I'm playing the game. It's one of those things that I just think about. Well, I had it on Sega, naturally. Got to have the, the red blood. Sure, sure. You had to have the real deal. Yeah. Did you have, like... So, because you were playing as Cabal, I had, like, a lot of questions about Cabal when mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 3 came out and I started playing it. I was like, I, I, got, I don't understand what this person is. Is he from Outworld? Is he bad? Is he good? Did... Did you have assumptions that you made about like who he was or what his deal was? How often is the dog like a, a special guest on the show? Probably every episode, but okay. no one's mentioned awesome. it yet. <laughs> awesome. but I'm, I'm noticing it more. Just now being a, being you yeah. know podcast dude as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I think about it, so I'm just yeah. curious. Anyway, it, does, so- it doesn't not require editing <laughs> to remove Penny and Gizmo's voices from every episode. <laughs> That's their names, also. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what was the question again? Uh, uh, when you when you. When you like saw Mortal Kombat three for the first time mm-hmm. in an arcade, or when you you got it and you brought it home, uh, and you saw Cabal, because obviously you gravitated towards that character. Yeah. Like, did you have assumptions that you made about, uh, I guess, like where he was from or what side he was on? Because as I like actually yeah. learned Cabal's story, I definitely was like, oh, I was like way off base. With, yeah, like, he what seems like a total was. villain, right? Like, right. Uh, you, and he... kind of like a monster. Like, you, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not super clear. That there's like a person. Yeah, exactly, and and he seems supernatural in some yeah. way. I mean, they all do in a sense. But now I saw, the, I first saw the game. Uh, we used to go to a beach house in North Carolina every summer, and there was this awesome arcade in a giant warehouse on the beach. And every year I'd just go play some games. So one year I went out, and in the kind of featured spot for the new awesome game, Mortal Kombat Three, which I didn't even know existed or was gonna exist or anything. You know, any right. sequel to me at that point for anything is just like another one. What? So I saw it and I played it and you just naturally you play everybody and see what's up, you know. Sure. And I played a lot of Sub Zero because I was a big fan of his and was like, why is his mask on, and all of that. And uh, he also had a sweet combo, I thought. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I got around to the Cabal eventually, and he like, I don't know. He he he. It's it's usually about the moves, right? Like what's easy moves to do? Who has easy moves to do? Right. And he had like a back forward move and a forward forward move and like easy kind of special moves to do and uh i'm trying to remember what his fatalities were cabals yeah because i mean I probably at that point i didn't know them because you don't know the fatalities immediately unless there's some like yeah someone has to pass veteran that knowledge that's there doing it yeah. yeah i i know that one of them involved taking his mask off and like a horrific face like and he like screams face. and scares you to death yeah. right there's something like that he screams like his eyes pop out like large marge yeah exactly, his big exactly. Yeah. yeah which they brought back for the new game it's like a brutality that you can do i think with him oh yeah but uh that was another reason that as a kid i was like oh so he's a monster he's not yeah a person? exactly yeah. It, it was it was bizarre and i didn't as far as story i had no idea really because i wasn't uh the story was very elementary to me 
to I, I guess anyone who's playing the first two games, it's like very basic. So I'm not really thinking too much about story going into the third one. Other than, I think, did you know there was some connection between him and uh, Kano? Kano? I don't. In that game, or was that later? They like vaguely allude to it. Yeah. Yeah. Was there something between him and Stryker? No. Nothing they, there. There, there's okay. nothing there. Yeah. Well, 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 you know what? We'll get into it. We'll step, okay, we'll step through it. But I, I, <laughs> I, mostly I was just curious, like, did you have the same experience I had of, of just having no place to even start? Even having gotten no through idea. two Mortal Kombat games, like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, the ninjas threw me for a loop, but I, at least I could tell, like, okay, like, these few ninjas are associated and they the still cyber have something. ninjas or yeah. just the yeah yeah the cyber ninjas sorry the cyborgs i was mm-hmm. like all right well like they're related to each other somehow yeah. and they have something to do with the ninjas so i can kind of like file them away somewhere but kabbalah was always just like who the what is this yeah i never how does this fit he was one of anything? a couple there too yeah. because wasn't there uh is thunderhawk someone else is that thunderhawk is definitely someone else but Fighter, i wonder right? if you're referring to nightwolf nightwolf yes <laughs> eh. yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, like him, Striker, all the new people, like I had no sense of understanding them, but yeah, Cabal was definitely like this, yeah. this kind of question mark. I liked mm-hmm. him so much because of his combos though. I keep saying the combos, but it's like, that was the game where the combos came in and yeah, like being able to do certain cool At absolutely things. no point have I ever gotten a handle on how that works. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have well, your coordination st- or memory. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Like. But he had those hooked swords and everything. He just yeah. he looked cool. I think that was it. He just looked cool. Well, he kind of looks like he's out of like Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a wasteland warrior. And they had all those desert environments in Mortal Kombat 3, so it was yeah. definitely like, this is a guy hardened in the deserts of Outworld. Yeah. And the fact that that's not his story is just so hilariously Mortal Kombat that it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could be it, but it's not. It's this other like e- equally complicated thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has to be complicated because weirder. it's not that simplistic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, before we do dig into it, though, there is a theme uh, for this season uh, that comes with a prompt. Last season, mm. the theme was uh, friendship. Mm-hmm. Not only was Mortal Kombat 2 the game that introduced friendships, uh, but all the characters introduced in that game uh, that comprised of the second season of Mortal Podcast uh, had friendship as a sort of central tenet of their story. Um, it really had an effect on who they were and who they became. Mm. This season, uh, I was looking through the characters that were introduced in Mortal Kombat 3, and another theme came uh, to... The forefront in that theme is uh, reinvention. Mm-hmm. So before we dive into Cabal's story, I have a question for you, Chris, which is, uh, is there a point in your life that you've reinvented yourself? Not unlike Cabal, as we will learn. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm going through it, probably. Yeah. I mean, coming out of being a journalist for 18 years and moving on the other side of things, doing this podcast for Netflix, doing a lot of internal writing for them and, and consulting. And uh, uh, it's 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 a lot different kind of the same in some ways too but uh getting out of that kind of a daily news grind and having to be glued to to the news and what's happening and what's my take gonna be oh god i have to have a take you gotta gotta heat up your take all that shit um yeah i'm in the (laughs) middle we can curse on this right yeah yeah you can say fuck no kids are listening to the just don't say damn yeah (laughs) yeah so now now would be a fair answer to that question oddly enough yeah, how's it been going day to day? Are you enjoying not Fantastic. having to? Is it a relief to not have to constantly be on top of like every headline and have to have to think about what your take is, and also to have to care about stuff that you probably don't actually yeah. care about? Absolutely, it yeah. can be. It is so liberating yeah. to not have to have a public opinion on something or a public anything on something. I mean, when you're you know, not that it's woe is me, but just you know, when you're a journalist and you're 
a columnist like I was as well and, and you know warping and bending everything that happens into your purview it's like when you don't have to do that anymore it's fantastic it's yeah. like oh so this thing happened and I don't have thought to give do you get That's yelled great. at less oh now? yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> online yeah. oh but yeah or, or in real life uh yeah online yeah. I don't know I mean I'm always ruffling some feathers but uh yeah probably less now right because I'm not like having to be big about oh this or that yeah, you know, whatever. no one's coming after you for having the wrong opinion about like how many Marvel movies there should be in a year. That or... always happens, honestly. I, <laughs> earlier today, I said Shutter Island was in my top five Marty, and this guy like went on to tell me how I was wrong, and I was like, "Cool, I disagree. Is that okay?" How you were wrong to put Shutter, <laughs> Shutter Island, Island in, in your my top personal five. top yeah, five? Yeah, I was dead wrong. I enjoy a movie. Don't <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, I think you're wrong, and this is why. Okay, these movies are better. In fact, okay, uh, you know that you know that whole world. Though. Where would you put The Irishman? Is that in your it would top be up five? there, man. Yeah, it would. It would be knocking on the door. I Same. think that movie. I mean, I sound like a shill, but I. I think that movie's a masterpiece. No, I mean, it. Yeah, it, it'd be silly for anyone to argue that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I that I'm lucky not... that I love all the movies this year. <laughs> right. That they're putting out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I. I think that movie is. I've seen it four times. I mean, I watched it yeah. again before I had Thelma, the editor, on the podcast, and I, I watched it again most recently before that, and I just think it's. To make that movie move the way it does, you it's know, insane. Three and a half hour movie that I feel like it flies by. Some people disagree, but I a lot of people agree. I could not agree more. Yeah, I I, I saw The Irishman one day, and then uh, a different movie the next day. That I think was like two and a half hours long, so a full hour shorter. And The Irishman felt at least half the length. It's amazing. Those yeah. scenes they just flow, and like they've got that electricity together that they've had their whole careers. You yeah, know? and she's so great to talk to about it, and. Uh, you know, plug if anyone's not heard that episode, check it out. Thelma Schoonmaker talking about that because she's awesome. It, it, that was an incredible interview. I was actually listening to it today, uh, and I will say that like as we get into Cabal's story, maybe it's just because I was like doing my. Uh, Does he reflect Thelma's story? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Thelma Schoonmaker and, and Cabal are very similar people. I find no. Uh, In this TED talk, no joke. <laughs> No joke, though, I was like, you know what? Cabal's story is a lot like Frank's story in The Irishman. There are a mm. lot of parallels here. The themes are, are very similar. I think there are a lot of similar lessons to take wow. away. I got to hear more about that. Well, let's uh, let's jump in and, and let's see if you see it, too. Because I lose track of his story at some point. You know, I, fa uh, I faded Cabal's out. Cabal's or of Frank's after. from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of gloss over. Yeah. No, uh, Cabal's. I mean, I, I fade out after the third game. Right, well... Pick it back up later. So does Cabal, kind of. Okay. Yeah. He, he He's one of those characters that, like, I think at the beginning they introduced him, and then as they continued to, like, lean in a more story-centric direction and try to reinvent stuff as they moved into, like, the 3D games, like, right after Mortal Kombat 3, Cabal sort of fell by the wayside for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then there was, like, a fan outcry, because I think he had become a fan favorite, because people really like playing really? as him in Mortal Kombat 3. So I think... This is all conjecture, but I feel qualified <laughs> Um, but I do think that like he, he became more a part of the 3d era games, even though he didn't have much of a role to play in the story. So they kind of had to give him his own weird story right. to justify why he was around. And then, uh, in the like reboot, you'll see that they really like gave him his time. Yeah, I've, I've played and, like, through those three stories actually. And, yeah. I, and I, I really enjoyed seeing like his whole situation get played up a little bit. That was yeah. kind of cool. It's interesting. Well, so let's, let's jump into it. Okay. So Cabal, he's a human from Earthrealm. I don't know how much you know about the very beginnings of Mortal Kombat lore, like the baseline of it. I'm sure you're aware of the different realms. Mm -hmm. 
Are you aware of sort of like the lore behind the realms? I don't know how much it's going to factor into Cabal's story, but I find it very fun. Where does that, like, if you tell me where in the release of these things that story was made plain, then I'll tell you yes or no. I'm not sure that it ever has been. Oh, really? Okay, so this is just connecting <laughs> but, things. But like the fantasy lore of Mortal Kombat is that mm-hmm. like there in the dawn of time there was this el- this um, one being. This, oh like, yes, I, I do being. know about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, split up into all the different dimensions. Mm-hmm. So, so Cabal is. Uh, at the beginning of our story, around the time Mortal Kombat 3, he's just a dude who, uh, he was living in New York, he was a rookie NYPD officer, uh, and as a rookie, was sort of courted by this guy named Kano, uh, who was sort of like a mercenary, sellsword, uh, arms dealer, he just had like an all-around bad guy crew, a group called the Black Dragon, and, uh... You know, cops, pretty much all law enforcement across the the nation in the world of Mortal Kombat is, like, constantly looking for uh, the Black Dragon and trying to take him down. And so uh, he sort of said to uh, Cabal, like, hey, if you help me out, you get me some intel, I'll let you into the Black Dragon. He, like, seduced Cabal, basically, into leaving the police force and instead Mm -hmm. becoming, like, some crazy, like, arms dealer mercenary. I will say that at this point, it's unclear to me whether or not they had been dealing with different dimensions yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Cabal knew that there were alternate dimensions quite yet. Kano uh, did. Kano probably did. Yeah. It's not clear if he'd shared that knowledge with like Cabal. Right. But um, so yeah, imagine Cabal's just like a regular dude. I think when he was rolling with the Black Dragon, they all have their own like weird special weapons because it's very culty. So Cabal had these hook swords, mm-hmm. uh, you know, swords that end in a, a hook. Um, (laughs) go figure uh that he used as like his special weapon and he was also known for being really fast but they're not just swords they have that like you know yeah you could definitely like punch someone yeah you could the hilt is all yeah hooky blade situation yeah yeah yeah. um there's something about the black dragon that's worth knowing that'll become a part of uh cabal's story later on is that they're actually a splinter faction from a different group called the red dragon i was gonna ask about that wasn't there a red one too yeah so the the red dragon is like the culty version of the black dragon like literally like literally a death cult Mm -hmm. they're sort of like uh razal ghoul's outfit from the Mm. the dark knight movies so imagine league of shadows so they're more like the league of shadows were like they're like the illuminati they're pulling strings they're trying to control the world. They have like machinations that in, involve like trying to bring about the end of the world for their own like profit. They're always getting into supernatural shit. They're super weird. Kano was basically like a red dragon who was like, I like the part where I get rich. So <laughs> I'm going to go make my own group and I'm going to call it the Black Dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. So he started the Black Dragon. He start, Kano started the Black Dragon. He oh, okay. broke it off from the red dragon. He started it himself. Um, and the red dragon does, is not happy about that. But all this knowledge is stuff that Cabal probably like doesn't know much about, unless right. the Black Dragon had had like run-ins with the Red Dragon. I'm not sure that they had at this point. So Cabal just joins this group, the Black Dragon. He knows about Kano. He knows the dude is super rich. That he has this cool, exciting life, traveling around, selling fucking guns and bombs and assassinating people for money and having like a fun, sexy life. Yeah, uh, that's like definitely super amoral and gross. <laughs> but I always think of Bennett from Commando for some reason. Yeah, I see it. I don't know why. I've I see always it. thought of that guy. I see it's it. probably the voice, yeah. too, because of the, the, the movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Cabal is in this group. He's having a good time. He, he loves being in this, uh, in this crew. And then one day, uh, while they're hanging out, um, all of a sudden, 
people around the world's souls start getting ripped out of their body and sucked into the sky. Uh, and all of a sudden dragons start blasting into like major cities and centaurs start storming through the streets. And all of a sudden Cabal is a witness to a, an invasion of earth from another realm, uh, another dimension, which is why I say it's not super clear. It never has been super clear. If at this point Cabal even knew yeah. other dimensions existed kano like a hell definitely of a first did day on the job yeah it's possible that cabal knew or had been told but i don't think he was prepared for what he saw so yeah this guy named shao khan he's like an evil conqueror from another dimension shows up on earth and starts sucking the souls out of people's bodies and um the only people who were spared uh that fate were people who had been deemed chosen warriors by the god that protects the earth this guy named raiden um, but Cabal had never met Raiden. He didn't know he was a chosen warrior, and he did not know why he was spared in that first wave of like people's souls getting sucked out of their bodies. Mm-hmm. So then, all of a sudden, these death squads start like storming through every major city. Mm-hmm. These death squads that are like straight up made of like demons and ninjas and centaurs and like dragon people, like hanging out, walking around, just murdering anyone who's left alive. Is this the story from three? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is kind of like the prologue of Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, maybe I've never even read the prologue of 3. Yeah, it's like very briefly like, yeah, there was an invasion. There were some <laughs> souls. It's all kind of been built out a little more through like meta media since yeah. then. Um, so Cabal's like running through the chaos, like what the fuck is going on? And he gets caught by one of these death squads and they uh, basically burn him alive and slit his windpipe. Brutal. Yeah. Um, but because he had been a member of the Black Dragon, which is a very like techie group, he's able to sort of heal up to, uh, make himself this sort of respirator suit, um, and stay alive. And so he realizes for the first time, like one would assume that if he had been a cop and then decided to join these mercenaries just because it was cooler, he didn't take life very seriously. Right, right. He didn't really see the stakes uh, yeah. that exist in the world. He didn't. He wasn't aware of the world between worlds. Um, and so uh, in this moment, he realizes that the world is bigger than him, bigger than he'd realize. He decides to commit himself uh, to being a force for good uh, and abandoning his life of crime. So it's a good thing he had his windpipe slash. Yeah. Ultimately, it was good. It was good. No, okay. Yeah. And so he's got his cool like Bane mask. Mm-hmm. And he's got his hook swords and his trench coat and his skin's all fucking gross. And his rad hair. And melted. Yeah, he's got his, going on there. His, it's like either longer dreads, depending yeah. on the game. Depending on the, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's like where he was at the beginning of Mortal Kombat 3. It was like, that's his backstory going into that game. Yeah, yeah. So he's just like hanging out with Raiden's crew, uh, you know, making friends with people like the Shaolin monk Liu Kang special forces agent sonia blade who'd probably been hunting him down until recently and may not right, even right. recognize him now because of the that mask. Whole story within mortal Kombat with yeah. the, the special forces guys and the black dragon stuff that's, yeah there's that's just awesome. gi joe shit in, yeah. inside so cool. of <laughs> the fantasy martial arts story yeah exactly yeah um so that's how cabal kind of fell into that group made friends with all those people and then they won he didn't necessarily do anything significant. He just helped in that battle. And then Liu Kang like ripped Shao Kahn's heart out of his chest and Shao Kahn left the earth and they won. Right. So, no, wait, but, but all that, he was a New York cop. So no connection to Stryker whatsoever. Uh, or was, he, was Stryker he probably else? did, was but it was never. So I actually, this has been a point of debate and I'll clarify uh, here for now. This will be the third time on the podcast. Oh, sorry. I had <laughs> thought, well, no, cause this is something I realized today. I had thought it was New York 
where all of this shit went down. Like it was a battle of New York uh-huh. where Liu Kang and, and company uh, staged their defense. Then there came a point where I was like, well, wait, I don't have a reason to believe it's New York specifically. These games are made in Chicago and have been from the very beginning. These are Chicago games. Maybe it's set in Chicago. I had a Mortal Kombat writer on the podcast, and I asked him, like, do you think it's Chicago? And he was like, I guess we never made it clear, so maybe it is. Hmm. Today, when I was reading some deep uh, Cobra, Striker, Cabal-like stuff, I realized that it is New York. Okay. It's New York. So, Striker is NYPD, and that means that Cabal probably was as well. It's never established whether they knew each other in this timeline other than definitely meeting during the Battle of New York since Stryker was a, a part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so one would assume they knew each other, but were not necessarily like best buds. Got but it. that kind of changes later on. Okay. As we'll find out. Okay. So uh, so they win. Cabal's committed himself to a life of good, and he kind of just bails. He's like, all right, well, I just found out there are other dimensions. I hate myself. I hate how I look. I... I think Cabal, like, characteristically, is usually a pretty cocky guy. He's like, I'm the fastest, I'm the best, I'm good at killing. It's also probably part of why he left the cops, where he was going to be just another cog and mm-hmm. join the Black Dragon, where you get to have, like, cool costumes and fun mm-hmm. special weapons. Yeah. But I think that after becoming, like, mangled and realizing his life was a lie, he grew up a lot and, and also kind of had that sort of good monster movie vibe of, like, I don't I hate myself, like... I will wander the wastelands of the different realms, like doing good. And that's kind of like what Cabal does for a while, which is pretty tight. Uh, There's never been anything like covering that story, but as far as we know, he was just wandering different realms for a long time. Just being cool. Now that I know these realms, I should go check them out. Yeah. He's like, I guess I should see what else is out there. There could be all sorts of realms. Maybe there's a realm where everyone looks like a burn victim. Yeah. Um, So uh, he's wandering around, doing good stuff. Uh, you know, just some scary mask wearing dude who'd show up and like spear your mugger in an alley and then like leave. Um, and then one day he's all of a sudden ambushed by this guy named Movado. Movado is like the leader of the red dragon Mm. dude is kitted out. He is, uh, really tough, really strong. And he catches Cabal off guard and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> um, to the extent that he leaves him for dead. And he's like, I'm with the Red Dragon. I'm eliminating all the Black Dragon members one by one. Uh, if you see Kano, tell him I said hi. Actually, fuck it. I'll just kill you. Peace. <laughs> so he leaves Cabal for dead. Even though Cabal isn't dead. He's just more or less dead. He's dying. And he takes his hook swords and he leaves. This guy, Movado. Oh, gone. Man. Yeah. Not the hook swords. No. <laughs> So Cabal's past that he really didn't even, wasn't even his fault, and he maybe didn't even know about it, uh, catches up to him. He loses his special weapons, and he's lying on the ground, uh, dying, and as he's about to pass, he is rescued by a cleric. Um, But not like a cool, like, white robe wearing, like, good guy, mystical cleric. Uh, this guy's got like a mangled face, almost no skin on his face. He's kind of like a skull-headed dude in like a black robe who looks extremely evil, is carrying like a spiked mace around. Uh, his name is Havoc, uh, and he hails from a realm known as the Chaos Realm. Yeah, you're getting into all the new shit for me. I don't, I don't know any of this. Oh, yeah. This is a full download going on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like we've crossed past Deadly Alliance. 
where right. Cabal lost his hook swords, which we knew because there was some nude guy using the hook swords in Deadly Alliance. Is that the only reason you know? Like, because he's not a playable character in that, right? No. Okay. Yeah, you just kind of get the background of this other dude who's like, I got these hook swords from Cabal. Being Movado. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So in Deception, Cabal comes back into play. He becomes playable again because as he's dying, he's rescued by Havoc. Havoc shows up and he's like, hey, I'm from the Chaos Realm. I'm going to heal your wounds. And he heals Cabal. He brings Cabal back to life. But in doing so, he poisons Cabal's mind. And he says to Cabal, you're going to bring back the Black Dragon Clan, which at this point had been completely disbanded. Kano was just like out there living it up, not really bothering with clans anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like, you're going to bring back the Black Dragon Clan and you're going to make them a force of anarchy and decay. (laughs) Oh, okay verbatim (laughs) uh and so cabal's like okay i will i'll do that and And it's kind of a hard trade-off i mean die or do this thing for this skull guy yeah also the skull guy's got like fucked up weird blood magic so it's like hard to say how much it's he like enchanted him to do it or something yeah i think in the game they had said specifically like he accepts no question (laughs) but Knowing what we know of Cabal and like the hard line decisions he'd made yeah. about being a force of good, it's like uh, probably his brain had been like scrambled. Yeah, but also, I mean, he decided to to, to join what you call it, Black Dragon, to begin with. He's kind of got loose morals, this Cabal. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so he's probably he goes with the breeze. He plays things fast. This guy's his... got a skull and a whatever you said he's got. He sounds Sp- like oh, a Spike Motorhead Mace. T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. He could also spin his I'd head around just because it's fucked up. Like yeah. everything this guy does is just about like, hey, did that freak you out? Yeah, you probably want to do what that guy tells you to do. Yeah, he's like the Chris Angel of uh, <laughs> of Mortal Kombat. He's a mind freak. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you know, Cabal. Yeah, he accepts that charge. He's like, sure, force of anarchy and decay. Noted. You got it, man. And he goes to recruit some uh, some new people. He goes to like Afghanistan. <laughs> okay. And he recruits this woman Kira. When does this in... game come out? Uh man, this like was not long after 9-11. <laughs> wow. It's going <laughs> so, right in. I don't know. Deception would have been 2006, I think. Okay. So five you know, years. five years. We were ready to go to take Mortal Kombat to Afghanistan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was time. It was time. Um. So. <laughs> Yeah, Cabal goes and he recruits this arms dealer named Kira, who's ruthless. Um, he goes to New York and recruits this martial artist who can't stop killing people that he's just supposed to fight uh, f- like for competitions. This guy named Cobra, who's like, why shouldn't I kill people? Um, <laughs> Sounds like a qualified member. Yeah, so he, just re- he basically recruits these two weird losers. And he's like, you're my new recruit. We're the Black Dragon. Let's go create chaos. So first things first, they hunt down Movado, and they just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, got to. <laughs> yeah, they ambush him, they beat him up, they take back the hook swords. And, uh, it's like Moana. Yeah, it's exactly like <laughs> Moana. <laughs> I mean, I would say, yeah, I think it's inarguable that the uh, writers, directors, producers, everyone involved in the creation of the film Moana uh, directly ripped off... Uh, Mortal Kombat Deception. The plot, the premise, specifically Cabal's story. I think I did actually read it in an IndieWire interview. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it was with David Ehrlich. Oh, of course. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. Yeah, they should look into that. Maybe there's some legal action. I mean, I would. If I, I if I were Ed Boon, I'd get I'd get in there. Yeah, yeah. Get that Disney money. Disney's got the money. They can afford it. I mean, or they can or maybe get Disney it. to go ahead and make the movie. Yeah. Uh, the Cabal they have to movie? get the rights, I guess. Disney's Cabal? The, the Mortal Kombat movie. 
Okay. I mean, that'd be tight. I'd yeah, be thrilled. The Disney Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Havoc uh, had fully activated Cabal to be an edgelord. Uh, Cabal, <laughs> Cabal and his new blacks, uh, Black Dragon uh, folks went and, and took back the hook swords from Movado. Uh, and they were just kind of like looking for something else to do. And that's when Havoc was like, I have a mission for you. I've aligned myself with this guy. He's super cool. His name's the Dragon King Onaga. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a necromancer. He was dead for like a while. Uh, he used to rule out world. He kind of dipped out for a minute. Um, now he's back. He's trying to get this immortal army thing going. So, like, if you're interested, you know, come on out to Outworld. Um, we could just do some crazy fucked up shit. <laughs> Where our... was he this whole time? Was Havoc? He... Yeah, no, the Onaga. Onaga? Oh, dead. Okay. Yeah, he had been... It, it was a convoluted <laughs> thing involving a Solnado. Uh, a tornado of souls. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, he, he accidentally got resurrected basically like partially cause he'd been manipulating this kid named Shujinko since his childhood, partially because of, um, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi, um, you know, getting up to some deadly Alliance hijinks. Uh, he's back now. So he died in deadly Alliance. Is that what you're saying? Oh no. Dragon Kuonaga was the king of Outworld when Shao Kahn was the god assigned to protect Outworld. So this is okay. like thousands of years before the first Mortal Kombat game. Right. And then Shao Kahn was like, I don't want to be a god protecting a realm anymore. I want to rule the realm. So he assassinated Onaga and uh, became the emperor. When did that happen? Um, Like thousands of like, years like before the first the, Mortal Kombat. But when does that like information make its way? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> i have no idea i expected to learn things ben there are, i know things but i don't know when i, I started to know them because it's just how i can associate <laughs> these things it's like okay when yeah. in the games does that information come across or is it in a comic book in, in all in... likelihood that information is implied in mortal Kombat deception and then confirmed through like a combination of six or seven different like character endings and intro cards okay got it is usually how Makes these sense. things go yeah yeah, it's like at the end of like Dragon King Onaga's arcade ladder, it like vaguely mentions revenge on Shao Kahn. Yeah. Yeah. So they create a new badass character and then slide, put, slide him, him into, into the, the canon. History. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. But the threat of, the threat <clears throat> of Onaga is more that like he can slot. He was only assassinated by Shao Kahn, who mm-hmm. like up to now is like the big bad. Right. So it's like, well, none of us can kill this guy and he can <clears throat> he can kill and resurrect armies as often as he wants. So uh, he's a threat. And Cabal's like, yeah, sure, we'll help this guy out. Who gives a shit? So, <laughs> so he's like, whatever you say, boss. You starting to see the Irishman connection? Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Dude, he's a regular Frank. So uh, <laughs> so he uh, he goes uh, to Outworld Cabal with, uh, with Cobra and Kira. All Ks. Um, Naturally. Mm-hmm. Three Ks. Um, <laughs> so they... <laughs> They uh hmm. yeah <laughs> they they head on out to Outworld uh and for whatever reason their way of helping is that Cabal's like well I needed to test the strength of my new recruits anyway so I'll just have them like fight Onaga's enemies to test their their strength so they're not doing anything like super high impact they're not like going on assassination assassination missions it's more like hey Cobra you think you could beat up Kung Lao <laughs> oh yeah all right cool cool Kira. Check out that Sonya Blade girl. <laughs> yeah. Go give so, it a shot. Yeah. Give it a spin. So they're, you know, they're fucking around, goofing off, and 
psychologically, it's kind of interesting that like these are the friends Cabal made in New York right. that he's now just like sicking his weird little like uh, minions on. But I'll also say some of Cabal's friends are the enemies of Onaga. Also, canonically at this time, a lot of Cabal's friends have been killed by Onaga and resurrected as a part of his dark army. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Cabal's seen a lot of familiar faces that he hasn't seen in years at yeah, this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, Liu Kang and a few other people defeat Onaga. Um, so Always Liu Kang. It's always Liu Kang. I mean, in this case, it's more like it's Shujinko and Nightwolf with like a dash of Liu Kang. <laughs> Okay, but he had to be a part. But of he it. was a part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His ghost, because I think he's pretty dead at this point. So even in death, he's even like in death. throwing down. Yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, for sure. Even in death, he's he's cucking absolutely everybody. <laughs> See, <laughs> I always tangent, but I always thought that Kung Lao had won the second one. Oh yeah, and I guess he would love for you Luke, to think Luke that Luke Kang did. Yeah. Oh, he he super did. But it's weird because when they did the uh, the rem- or the you know the new timeline or whatever and. Mortal Kombat Nine, mm-hmm. where they kind of they show Kung Lao win, yeah, and then it's the butterfly effect. Yeah, do that. That is game, it butterfly effect. Yeah. Oh yeah, that game. Or Mandela uh, effect. It's the butterfly effect because okay. it's you're 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 correct. Well, you're experiencing the Mandela effect in that maybe you think <laughs> that what happened in MK Nine happened in MK Two, but it didn't. That's so weird. But it's, though, right? it's a butterfly effect in that I because it of to the happen. because of what caused MK Nine to be a reboot. Because it's not a full reboot. It's a new right. time. It's right. a, it's technically a sequel. Right. So that's why that changed. Got it. Yeah. But actually, he didn't. He didn't win the second tournament. He actually died there, Kung Lao. But um, <laughs> I didn't like playing with him. He was annoying. Yeah. He's he's challenging to play as. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Dragon King Onaga died, uh, and the the new Black Dragon were like, "Who cares? We love chaos, baby!" And they just bounced. With a K, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chaos. K A O S. Okay. Good. Yeah. Like the rapper, wrestler. There's Just someone named Chaos. Sure. That sounds probably a wrestler. Yeah. I think did he hang out with Raven? Like '98. Yeah. Sounds right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, Black Dragon, they're just fucking around at this point, just creating chaos and anarchy, as they've been told. Um, I think they were hanging out at like some temple ruins. Just being jackasses. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> when um, all of a sudden this guy rolls up named Taven. He's a demigod. So he looks like a dude, but is like super hunky and super strong. A demigod? Yeah, he's a of demigod. Of the wind and sea? Uh, hmm. You know? <laughs> I can't, I can't say which I think element. they might have some legal grounds here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, it's been out there for a while. Yeah. That Moana is... I mean, that's, like, that's why they called it Moana, like Mortal Kombat. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I see. Mm-hmm. It's right there in front of us. It is? Uh, there's, you know, I'm going to try a class action. Can you do a class action lawsuit on behalf like of... Like on a, behalf of someone? Uh-huh. I'm sure a lawyer will try. There's definitely enough listeners that we could we could get some action yeah. against Disney. Let's I think do we it. can do Let's this. Let's do it. I'll be a part of it. <laughs> um, as an agent of Netflix, I assume that you're obligated to do whatever you can to dismantle... <laughs> I may be obligated to say I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this Debbie God rolls up, this guy Taven, and uh, Cabal's like, what's your deal? And basically finds out that his he's been like unfrozen after being Austin Powers uh, for, for a really long time. And uh, he's been unfrozen because he's a harbinger of Armageddon. 
And Cabal's like, Armageddon, that's totally a chaotic idea. I'm like really into that. <laughs> Black Dragon's all about that. Um, what's the deal? And Taven's like, well, there's going to be this big war between the forces of dark and the forces of light at the base of this pyramid. And whoever gets to the top of the pyramid attains godlike power. And Cabal's like, sold. <laughs> so Cabal, <laughs> Cabal and, uh, and Cobra and Kira head off to the Pyramid of Argus, which I believe is in Edenia? Outworld? One of those. I'm pretty sure it's in Edenia. That's somebody's homeland. It's another realm. But isn't that some characters? Uh... Uh, Katana's. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Princess Katana and, Sin- and Queen Sindel are from Edenia. Right, right. I think that's where it is because Argus was the <clears> god <throat> that had been assigned Edenia. He's like the Shao Kahn or the Raiden of Edenia. Okay. So, uh, so What's they his go name again? Argus. Argus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they go there. Cabal's like, I'm going to go get some god power. It sounds tight. Uh, and I will say that to Cabal's credit, he got really high up that pyramid. He was like six or seven steps away from the top. So there was almost a timeline where Cabal, uh, you know, was the person who attained godlike power and controlled the future of Mortal Kombat. Wow. But he wasn't. He died, um, on the steps of that pyramid once and for all. Uh, it was Raiden, the god assigned Earth, and Shao Kahn, the god assigned to Outworld, uh, who wound up at the top of that pyramid. Shao Kahn got the godlike power, and he was about to uh, smush Raiden's skull with his mallet when Raiden sent a message back in time, which is something he apparently could have done this whole time. Um, Yes. And this message was, he must win. Not until it's time for the reboot. Right. Not until then. Yeah. And in in the grand tradition of the 2009 Star Trek uh, reboot, it created a separate timeline where everything that you wanted to have happened, happened. Um, But now new stuff happens that's only kind of different. Mm-hmm. But for Cabal, they get really different. So because of the butterfly effect of Raiden putting the words he must win in past Raiden's head, mm-hmm. uh, Cabal sort of, his his entire path in life sort of realigns. Um, in this timeline, he's a rookie cop who gets drawn into the Black Dragon, but then becomes reformed again and sticks with the NYPD and is assigned a partner, Curtis Stryker. Oh yeah, so they do like so they do become they do become partners in this timeline. It's unclear if they were in the previous one because in the previous got one it. he like never got out of being a rookie. I wonder if I had that on my mind or something because I've played those recently. Probably that's probably what I was thinking. Yeah. Also, okay. it's like more story. Maybe they were all like, dude, like why would they not have met? Yeah, yeah. So in this timeline, because Cavall comes back to the NYPD and like actually has a career there, he has a partner. It's Striker. And they are together in New York when the invasion occurs. And so you get all that great stuff where it's just two cops in the middle of New York looking at like dragons and crazy like dragon people and centaurs and minotaurs and shit and going, what's happening? Um, And they're just trying to do regular cop stuff. They're like, ma'am, do you need help? (laughs) Have you been crushed by a bus that was thrown by a lizard? (laughs) <laughs> someone's fighting in the background in that whole sequence right they're like, all fighting well they all are but they, i feel yeah. like they they focus on like someone you know fighting some yeah there's like thing. a quick shot i think of like kung lao fighting like ermac or or, or kintaro or something like on a bridge like yeah, in the, yeah like, like zooms into it just yeah. to show like the chaos yeah exactly um but yeah it's uh it's insane and cabal's just a cop trying to help people who's got this like checkered past, but is already like committed to being a good person. 
Um, and so he and Stryker are fighting through the chaos of the city. They fight a dinosaur man who spits acid, you know, reptile. Um, but that's not how Cabal's skin gets all melty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then fight a tiger dragon man named Kintaro who breathes fire all over Cabal, and that is how his skin gets fucked uh, up in this timeline. Because no matter what, it had to get <laughs> fucked up. Yes. Yeah. So, so Cabal gets, uh, you know, immolated by a, a tiger dragon man with four arms. Yeah. And uh, What's that race called? They are the Shokan. Shokan. Yeah, yeah. and specifically, the he is the Tigrar... Uh, subspecies of the Shokan, Kintaro, which is why he has tiger fur, but Goro just has smooth dragon skin. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Stroke the chin. (laughs) So, uh, so before Striker can even help Cabal, uh, a ghost ninja uh, lifts Striker into the air and like throws him through a wall. So Cabal's on his own, all burnt up. And, who uh, is that? Do we know who that is? It was Ermac. It was Ermac. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Ermac. I guess it wouldn't be if it's a ghost ninja. Yeah, it's a ninja made up of a thousand souls. Yes. And uh, and so Cabal's just like left there charred on like a rooftop, and uh, you know he probably passes out thinking this is it, I'm dying. But instead, he awakens an outworld, on an operating table, where he looks and sees that his skin is completely melted, but at least has like managed to heal. Mm-hmm. And he has been fitted with a respirator uh, to keep him alive because of his burns, not because his throat was slit. Right. Um, it's like Revenge of the Sith, basically. Yeah, it's pretty Sithy. It's yeah, exactly okay. like, again, Revenge of the Sith, I think, clearly borrowed a lot yeah. from Mortal Kombat. And, you know, before it happened. Either. Yeah. 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 Brilliantly. I think- yeah, well, you know, they they start writing these games so much earlier than they actually That's released. True. Someone them. someone got loose lipped at a bar. And yeah, like, yeah, we you got know, Kintaro, MK9 was came out in 2011. Fire. They were probably writing it in 2003, 2004 <laughs> when Revenge of the Sith was getting put together. Yeah, sure. Or like the 60s or the 70s when George Lucas was thinking <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Cabal's like looking at himself. He's like, "What have I become? Oh my god!" And he looks up and he sees his old boss from the Black Dragon, Kano. Ah. Uh. Kano says, hey, good news. I found you all fucked up on that building. I was like, hey, it's my buddy Cabal. Guess what? I'm letting you join the Black Dragon again. Here's your old hook swords. You remember these? Classic. Police didn't let you use these in the field. So he's not joined the Black... So he had joined the Black Dragon in the past in this timeline already? Yeah. In this oh, okay. in this timeline, he had joined the Black Dragon and then joined the cops. And probably okay. he was like... A re- it, it Probably it was kind of the same. Like he was a recruit. Then he joined the Black Dragon. Then he got arrested and like talked into joining mm-hmm. the NYPD again. Bless you. Thank you. Um, That'll totally make the cut. It will. Uh, I, this happens like every episode. I <laughs> have to cut it out because it's a grotesque sound. <laughs> Maybe this is the one I leave in. Um, so, uh, yeah. So at this time, like Kano has already been on the opposite side of the law from Cabal. Cabal already abandoned him. He was like, "I'm turning in my hook swords. I'm joining Johnny Law." <laughs> um, but now Kano's like, "You owe me your life. I saved you. I used my technology, and also I know a sorcerer named Shang Tsung now, and he used his magic to bring you uh, to life to keep you alive. So um, you're welcome. And now you're going to help me with my new boss, Shao Kahn, and Cabal." had at this point heard that Shao Kahn was the person invading in the outworld invasion. So he was like Cabal or sorry. He's like, Cabal's like Shao Kahn. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Lead me to him right now. And so he like tries to, uh, 
tries to drag Kano to Shao Kahn. And all the while he's like, how do you get mixed up in this? And Kano's like, oh yeah, like I sold all the weapons to these. I sold these like dragon people, uh, you know, guns and bombs that's, and shit. That's what's amazing to me. I love it so much. <laughs> that's phenomenal. I love that Kano's like out there selling rocket launchers to like wizards. <laughs> They're all like, yeah, wow. I'll take 30 of them. Yeah. The image of like a centaur with like two machine guns <laughs> running around is pretty tight. And we have Kano to thank. Um, so yeah, Cabal's hearing this stuff and he's like outraged. Uh, and, like, forcing Kano to drag him to Shao Kahn for his revenge. But as soon as he gets to Shao Kahn's throne room, Shao Kahn's guards that include, like, a demon ninja named Noob Saibot and, like, a crazy, like, fanged ninja warrior named Molina, they see Cabal and they're like, yeah, we're not going to let you, like, fight Shao Kahn. <laughs> so he's, like, fighting his way through the palace, through all these monsters, um, barely hanging on because he's, like, just woken up, just got his hook swords back, which isn't used in a while. And he sees this, like, portal on the wall, and he's like, I'm going to just run through that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's always smart. Yeah, so he runs to the portal and all of a sudden realizes he has super speed. He dashes through the portal at, like, a crazy high speed. And when he comes out of it, he's back in New York, which is, like, a charred wreck at this point. And he's like, fuck, I guess I have super speed now because they used magic to bring me back to life. Oh, well, you got to explain it somehow, Right, you need an answer. People were yeah. wondering. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had super speed in the first timelines games. They just never addressed it as like yeah, it anything no out sense. of the ordinary. That's why I said I thought he was like supernatural. Or yeah, something. they definitely implied that he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's uh, shooting the purple ball and stuff. Yeah, I mean, do we even know what that is? By the way, where's that coming from? Probably electric. They have a lot of like technology that okay. they repurpose and like steal from like U.S. special forces. So okay, okay. that's my guess. Yeah. I have no argument. <laughs> so, yeah, he's teleported back to New York. Uh, he's immediately confronted by more monsters and also, like, a cyborg. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so after more fighting, uh, he is finally confronted by Raiden, the god of thunder, who says, you're one of Earth's mightiest warriors. I am inviting you to join us in this war against evil. Will you commit yourself to good? Uh, and Cabal's like, yeah, man, I was a cop. I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> but yes, I will join you. So Cabal's like, w where do I go? And Raiden's like, we're going to have like a good guy meeting right now. So Cabal goes to the good guy meeting. They're like hanging out. I think the first order of business was like, hey, our friend Sub-Zero got turned into a cyborg. We've got to get his like, we've got to reprogram him to make him a good guy again. And Cabal's probably just standing there like, what the uh, it's happening this morning i just like got a coffee at starbucks <laughs> like, went, went to work um and uh as they're having their good guy meeting all of a sudden they get ambushed by shao khan's henchmen and shao khan's wife sindel shows up and she uh puts a stiletto fucking through cabal's heart and oh. he dies oh so like immediately is that it yeah that's it. Oh my god. He's dead. I mean, that's not the end of his story, because okay. this is Mortal Kombat, but he's dead at this point, uh, for the first time in this timeline. And uh, But instead of just like moving on to heaven, uh, he awakens in a place called the Nether Realm, which is yet another realm that is basically hell. And the reason that he wakes up there is that uh, yet another necromancer, this guy named Quan Chi, yeah. uh, had cut a deal with Shao Kahn that anyone who died in this battle on Earth uh, their soul would go and belong to Quan Chi. Any of the like warriors that Shao Kahn killed. Where are we now? Mortal Kombat X? Oh, uh, this is nine, but we're getting to X. Okay. So uh, Cabal and all of his friends, including Stryker, 
who were at the good guys meeting uh, now awaken as undead revenants that serve Quan Chi and uh, are fueled only by rage. And then we move into Mortal Kombat X. Mm-hmm. So uh, Quan Chi, right after Shao Kahn is finally dealt with, immediately launches an invasion of Earthrealm by the Netherrealm forces. They are specifically trying to resurrect this fallen elder god, basically the Lucifer of Mortal Kombat, this guy Shinnok. So and, poorly designed, too. Yeah, he's uh, he looks like... <clears throat> his human form or whatever, he just looks ridiculous. Yeah, he looks like Ivan Ooze from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers <laughs> yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah, I've always thought that he looks a lot like Ivan Ooze. I didn't hate the MK4 design for Shinnok <clears throat> because he kind of looked like... He was like an ancient Egyptian-like god of death. But in the reboot in mkx his design was very like just an old man well with like wasn't he in something wasn't he in mythologies he was also in mythologies and he was like it was like yeah an actor playing him and it looked ridiculous yes yeah yeah. yeah. he had like uh he had like a moroccan hat yeah for some reason yeah 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 it is a thing (laughs) it is a thing um (laughs) but uh I digress. Quan Chi's leading an invasion of Earth, trying to resurrect Shinnok. Um, Cabal and all of his friends are now an army of, like, the damned. Um, but they are stopped by Raiden and friends. Um, and so for 25 years, <laughs> Cabal and his friends oh, yeah. hang out in hell, trying to think about how they were going to get Shinnok back. And while they're trying to figure that out, while they're, like, taking the steps one by one um, to try to get Shinnok back yet again after 25 years, uh, the U.S. Special Forces, like a branch of the U.S. government, invades the nether realm, invades hell, and uh, they uh, defeat Cabal and his friends, capture Quan Chi, bring him back to Earth realm, and he gets killed. So now Cabal and his people who are literally just brought back to the nether realm to serve Quan Chi have no leader. They're left rudderless. And uh, Liu Kang, who in this timeline has been killed accidentally by Raiden, uh, takes on the mantle of becoming uh, the new king of hell, king of the netherrealm. And Kitana becomes the queen of the netherrealm. Now I understand where some of the story went in that game. Yeah. Like as as you're playing it and all of this backstory is not part of it, obviously just Liu Kang suddenly like this leader of these bad people yeah so now i know that's how he'd gotten into a spat with raiden he was you know toasted yeah and uh showed up in the nether realm was like waiting for his time i guess to shine and get his revenge on raiden 25 years 25 years and so cabal uh, is like oh great a new boss i love having bosses <laughs> and Liu kang becomes his boss and that catches up to the most recent game uh mk11 yeah, and that's where things get really screwy because we're about to get. Oh, two... that's where they get screwy. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is where things. This is where things get a little out of hand, Chris. <laughs> uh, this no, is I'm waiting on it. <laughs> this is where we get a couple of cabals. So oh, no way. So the revenant zombie cabal who's been in hell, um, literally worshiping Shinnok's severed head and waiting for Luke Kang to give him orders. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just down there doing evil shit and special forces show up and attack again, like preemptively just in case, I don't know. They're really aggressive in MK11 and the game does a pretty nice job of being like, uh, Hey, us government, don't be so aggressive on other people's territory. Ah, it's a thematically potent installment of Mortal Kombat. This season taps the zeitgeist. This season did kick off with an MK11 writer on the podcast. And he said that they very specifically put those illusions in there wrote Shao Kahn to sound like Donald Trump 
like even gave him lines from Trump's speeches. Fucking A. Yeah. I got to go play it again now. It's, I, uh, I played through the story really fast. But. I did too. I, I've also wanted to go through again because I, I blazed through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Special Forces, they attack the Netherrealm again. They fuck shit up. Um, so Cabal's like, you know, beating up on some of his old friends, some like random soldiers trying to defend his turf, which is now hell and has been for probably longer than he was alive on Earth at this point. Right. Uh, and then Kronika, the Titan of Time, arrives to broker a deal. Titans are like above elder gods in the hierarchy, even. Mm-hmm. They control metaphysical concepts like time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's pissed that Raiden basically created his very own timeline. The balance of good and evil has been thrown off. She doesn't like that. She wants to erase this timeline and create a new one. So she shows up to uh, Liu Kang and friends and says, hey, you guys hate being revenants, right? Like, this wasn't what you wanted. And they're like, yeah. She's like, I'm going to create a new timeline where you never become revenants. Raiden doesn't make mistakes. There's no more Raiden. Um, This all sounds fair. It does. By the way. It does. It's totally reasonable. And she's like, so you're going to get your revenge? We're just going to erase everyone in in the universe. But they'll exist again in like a new timeline. Yeah. Um, So it's like Thanos, but not. Yeah, it's Thanos-esque, adjacent, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. If people are happy, that agency's about to be stripped away, but, you know, they'll have the opportunity to make choices again. Maybe yes. they'll get there again. Yes. Although, I guess it also kind of makes it seem like maybe none of us get any choices. Well, I mean, if there's a Kronika ru- walking around, yeah, I don't think we have any choices. No, man. no. She can just show up and, like, say, nope, none of this happened. Yeah. We don't get, we don't get free will in yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, So, Revenant Cabal helps. And he, his job is basically to, like, secure uh, the Isle of Kronika, her island, where she has to very, like, she has to physically undo the timeline. So she needs people to just, like, literally watch her back. So he's doing that. Um, but simultaneously, <laughs> Kronika's arrival on our earthly plane creates a bunch of time vortexes. Uh, that bring people from different points in the timeline uh, into the present. And so uh, one of those people happens to be young Cabal, circa like the second Mortal Kombat game. So at this point, he's still just with the Black Dragon right. in the timeline as a, like a human man who had not yet been fucked up. And so uh, young human Cabal is, uh, shows up here with like young Kano and they're like Black Dragon, ready to do some Black Dragon stuff. Uh, and Kronika says to them, like, hey, I'll pay you a bunch of money if you, if you guys help me too. And they're like, yeah, sure, that sounds good. <laughs> so both Cabals are on the same side. But young human Cabal sees a uh, fucked up zombie scarred skin older Cabal and says, what happened? To- <laughs> <laughs> what happened to me? Um, Got any tips? Yeah. <laughs> An older Kano who's hanging out with younger Kato and younger Cabal says uh oh yeah it was u.s special forces agent sonia blade that's who that's who tortured you and burned you up so uh so yeah why don't why don't, why don't you fight her at our black dragon fight club um which is you know there's reasons that that happens they don't really matter to cabal i will also say that uh i would i think that implies that it was sonia blade who had talked cabal into leaving the black dragon in the first place because it's mm. weird that kate older kano who had already seen cabal like abandon him um the first time around right. was like sonia that's who you should fight go hmm. fight her um so i think he was kind of trying to like i think he still felt kind of upset and abandoned um and was trying to like, make sure that a uh, young cabal never made that choice again 
Um, anyway, Run, runs deep. Yada yada. It ultimately doesn't matter because at the at the war at the Isle of Kronika, um, Kronika does successfully erase all of this. None of this happened anymore. It's been erased from the timeline. Um, but young good guy Liu Kang, who's also brought into the present, defeats Kronika uh, after she does that. So he becomes the new arbiter of all of time. So I did not get the right ending when I did this. Uh, aren't there multiple endings? There are. The, the like, quote, best ending is the one where Liu Kang gets to choose someone to serve with him, and he picks Katana, so they get to be together finally yeah. um, for all of time as, as the people who have created a new timeline. It's based on if you die or something, right? If it's you, if, if you beat Kronika fast enough. Fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I eventually did it right. It yeah. It's, but, not um, like, it's not like Castlevania 2 where it's like, oh, fucking shit. Oh, God. You How ever play we... Castlevania 2? No. Oh, man. I'm not not worth getting into but there's three <laughs> there's three separate endings and you have to beat it within a certain amount of time and it's just like are you kidding me like you can't possibly i don't like that and i will never play it now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean with 8-bit game it's kind of hard yeah um but that is the ending for cabal so now the the question that's left hanging in cabal's story is now that Liu Kang is in charge of all of time uh you know he he's known cabal he's known good cabal and he's known bad cabal mm-hmm. is he going to help cabal exist is cabal going to exist in this timeline a this new one that lukang's going to create and b is lukang going to care enough to help guide him along to be the person that he wanted to be because in mortal kombat 11 if you win as cabal you get to see like what would he do if he became the the person who controlled all of time mm-hmm. and his answer is that he just hands the title back to chronica <laughs> and is like i don't care i'm gonna just be like a family man uh and and live like a relaxing life of luxury and so that's what he does so he just bumbles through this thing man he does but but it kind of answers an interesting question which is like what does cabal actually want and the answer is like just to live comfortably yeah and to have people who care about him yeah and i think that's why he kind of just rolls with the punches the more he finds out relatable yeah the more he finds out about how like how much bigger the world and the world's story is than him the more he's like then i'm gonna take a back seat (laughs) I'm just going to do what I need to do to survive and look out for Cabal. Um, I'm going to try to do what's right, but uh, that could change. <laughs> Interesting. Well, what's going to happen? Like, what, what do you think? Where do you think it'll go from here? I really don't know because I think that restarting all of time gives them a lot of options. You mm-hmm. know, they could just do Mortal Kombat 12 that aggregates the fan favorite version of every character's story mm-hmm. and is just. You know, and this is uh, catching us up to Liu Kang's story uh, timeline that he made right after Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. Um, they could also set it anywhere. It could be set in like, there's a lot of backstory that takes place like 500 years before the first Mortal Kombat game. So they could go there. Yeah. They could go to like the year, you know, 1495. Uh, and we could see the great Kung Lao and how he was ultimately defeated by Goro. Mm-hmm. We could go into the far future. I don't know. There's a lot they could do. We could see realms uh, that exist outside of these realms because there's an infinite number of them almost. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What would you like to see happen? Hmm. I don't know, man. (laughs) They've got so much paint on the canvas, you know, to like work with. It's just like, like I said, I love that special forces stuff. I would. Lo- I don't need to see like another game like the special forces and Shaolin monks where it wasn't really a Mortal Kombat game. Sure. But I would like to see like 
you know, th- that part of the story has always been really interesting to me. And if they could dig into it in a way that's not like scattered across so many different the, things. The Shaolin Monk side of the story? No, no, no. The, oh. the, 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 the special forces and the Red Dragon and everything we've been talking oh, about. Yeah. Just like this stuff, if it could be concentrated in as part of a, as an interesting part of the story at some point. Right. As opposed to like ways to connect all these disparate parts of the story. Right. I guess I'd like to see that. I don't, I don't know what they would do though because... It's kind of just like they've got it up on wheels now. It's just an engine that hums, and it's like let's do a new game, and the story is like insane and everything. But like, they've put it all just more... serves you to fight through a game. I don't know so. though because they have like it's interesting, and in then it feels like now the Mortal Kombat franchise serves two masters because the fighting. The competitive fighting game side of it has become really, really popular. Like it's known as the game with like the best gameplay. It's super mm-hmm. smooth. People make shit tons of money like playing esports, and so it is about fighting through the story. But at the same time, with each game, they've invested more and more time and resources into making a longer and longer and more detailed and more complicated yeah. and better story mode. So uh, I don't know. I could see them doing like a third-person action adventure thing next. Or like an RPG even, because uh, did, I don't know how much you played through the crypt mode in Mortal Kombat 11. I did it mostly in 9 and 10, but not much in 11. In 11, it's a full-on third-person like, like action-adventure puzzle solving. It's like Zelda-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's not very complicated. Like There's very rudimentary combat. It's mostly unlocking puzzles so that you could unlock more and more crates with currency that you get from like playing the game i get spooked out playing the crypt man it's creepy because you get the surround sound going and it's just yeah like, uh... i love it but... I, lo- I loved the first the 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 crypt in nine though because of the like the like uh the swamp thing with the like bodies that bubble up and oh like, yeah my kid walked through one day and saw me open one of those and i was like <laughs> Hey, buddy, you're look over here. That. Don't look at that. <laughs> it's like some terrible shit for you to be looking at. <laughs> yeah, and this one they kind of do, they do have like jump scares in it, which I think are really fun, but also you like, you do have to unlock like a series of puzzles that are about like spearing bodies that are hanging. Oh, and, yeah, you like, get like the, the, the artifacts throughout it. Yeah, you? You yeah get I, I was starting to get a few, and, a few things, and, and yeah. I think I've, it's one of those things where you need to keep going once you've started. Because if you step away from it, then you come back and you're like, shit, what was I doing? And right. you have to retrace all of your steps. And... Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah. I will say, though, like, it's so big and so complex that I would not be shocked if they used that to build, like, a different game or um, expanded that mm-hmm. in the future, like, through DLC or something. I really liked in 9 how they, they uh, retold the first three games' story, basically. Yeah. Like, in a condensed way. Uh, did would they ever get into what happened in like the new version of what happened in deadly alliance and deception and armageddon like would we ever see the new armageddon so they kind of got past it they did it in the comics for mortal kombat x and oh i read some of those yeah i read some of them too it was really cool um the guy who sean kittleson who was the first guest of this season uh wrote those as well okay and then wrote mk11 with uh with someone else but um yeah, it, it, it's interesting. They like kind of get up to introducing characters like Havoc and their new role in the new timeline, mm-hmm. and then it kind of trails off. But as uh, Sean was saying, the plan was to ultimately have Goro become the vessel for the Dragon King Onaga. 
and then for Onaga to eventually be defeated. So it would have played out that like Deadly Alliance deception sort of storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it would have gotten as far as Armageddon, but an interesting thing is that in that timeline, I'd mentioned the demigod uh, Taven before. Mm-hmm. So he has a brother. It's like Dagon's. Like Taven's the good brother. Dagon's the bad one. It's a Cain and Abel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the new timeline in the comics, Dagon was the leader of the Red Dragon and uh, was the person who was going to help Onaga's spirit get into Goro's body. So oh, they were kind of like, you know, remixing yeah. the 3D era game storylines. What about going beyond like the Chronic of Peeps? Like those are the Titans? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like what? Who's above them, or is there anything? I don't know. I don't think because it's one of those things where it's well like, the 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 one boss, the one boss, being is the thing that's above them, but yeah. but every realm is a piece of the one being. So it's not so like you're ever gonna like, see the one being show up. No, like, it's me. you couldn't. It's yeah. like yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's Cabal. That's Cabal's story. That's how he fits into things. Got it. It's more complicated and weird and goofy than you might expect, but it's interesting. And uh, I think at the end of the day, his story is that he, he served too many masters. He, he gave too much of his time and life and attention to people who told him what to do. And so he never got that thing that apparently he'd always wanted, which was just a simple and comfortable life as a family man. Just a blue-collar guy looking for an MGD on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Well, uh, but I hope he gets it. I hope so, too. I, I wish for good things for Cabal. He had his heart yeah. in the right place. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, I mean, he's an idiot is, is, is the bottom line. Yeah, that's a lot of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> they just make stupid choices. Yeah, um, yeah. But, Chris, before we wrap things up, uh, there's one more segment of the podcast. The segment is Choose Your Destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's when I ask you, uh, if you were to exist in the world of Mortal Kombat, who would you be? Which realm would you be from? What, what species would you be? Uh, what would your abilities, powers, fatality? Who 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 would Chris Tapley be in the world of Mortal Kombat? I would be a Lin Kuei homeboy. Yeah, that's that's my world, man. When in whichever game it is, maybe ten. Whenever Sub Zero has like the palace up and with the ice and yeah, snow in, and in, in in Arctica, I think it, it is just, where it is. It looks so baller. Yeah, and I just you know Sub Zero is always my favorite, so I guess I'd have to go with that. Would you be a cryomancer like Sub Zero? Because not all of the Lin Kuei are. Right. Only some of them are. Probably. Okay. Why, why would I not? Do you know the reason why, even though Sub Zero is just a human man, he has ice powers? Tell me. He is the descendant of some refugees from Outworld when Shao Kahn took over Outworld a zillion years ago. Uh, Outworld, you know, has a lot of magic there. So uh-huh. there was a there were a cryomancer people that lived ah. there, and uh, they ran away to Earthrealm to hide when Shao Kahn started like climate changing after he took right. over the realm, and uh, ultimately their descendants included Sub Zero and also Frost, who is another okay, cryomancer so who shows up. But not all of the Lin Kuei are, and al- and also presumably the first Sub Zero, yeah. So his brother behind, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So like, there's a touch of. Uh... There's some interesting stuff going on in the DNA. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe you could take that somewhere interesting. They're human outworld hybrids. Oh, for sure. I do feel like if you were to ever make like a Mortal Kombat movie, I mean, I know that they are, but I feel like the best story you could get at would be one that would involve the relationship between Bihan and Kwai Lang, the two Sub-Zero I love brothers. I love the noob side Involve stuff. Scorpion, 
involve them finding out their origins while they're against this canvas of like a fight between God. I wouldn't even necessarily have a fighting tournament in it. Yeah. Just lean into the fantasy stuff. That's the best stuff. The games stopped being about a fighting tournament after the second game. Yeah. There's the, 11 now. The biggest disappointment about the first movie was the way they handled uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion to me. Yeah. They just were like villainous things that were... I don't even think Sub-Zero got a fight, did he? Or did he? Scorpion he... fought Johnny Cage in the woods. Sub-Zero has a fight, but it's brief. Yeah, okay. And in the sequel, he also does not have much of a fight. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What were they thinking with that? Yeah, I don't know, It's like man. the most popular character. Yeah, it's weird. Um, hopefully the new movie does a better job. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Is there a good movie to make here? If out we're of being Mortal honest? Yeah. I think so. I, I know I could. Okay. I, I would do a good job. Is this your big pitch? Yeah. This whole series. This is it. It's like, if you don't believe that I could handle it by now, <laughs> I've reconfigured so many of these stories into at least diverting tales. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would I would hire you if I was in charge. You heard it here first, folks. Yes. If Listen, if Netflix can get, you know, the rights to MK from Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I wonder we'll if that's see. one of the things JJ's going to work on. Oh, I, I would love to see it. I do think that that anime movie that they announced is going to be pretty tight. Because um, Warner Brothers Animation is doing a few Mortal Kombat animated movies. The trailer came out oh. today for the first one. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's called Scorpion's Revenge. I think Joel McHale is doing the voice for uh, Johnny Cage. Oh, okay. And, I thought uh, you were going to say it was Scorpion. He's doing the like, voice of Scorpion. Where are they going with this? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I think it'll be pretty cool. There were a few people who worked on Kipo who were also working on the Mortal Kombat awesome. animated movies around the same time, and they sounded awesome. Awesome. Congrats yeah. on that show, by the way. Thank you. Kipo. Thanks. See if I can get my kid to watch it. Watch Kipo and Age of Wonder Beasts on Netflix. It's doing well. I'm really excited about it. For however, it takes a million years to do anything animated, so it's been a real thrill to actually see people watch it. Yeah. <laughs> they did great at the Annie Awards the other day. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I did. I did see that. All, all those guys won a bunch of awards, so. Fingers crossed. Maybe next year, baby. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't know how many trophies I have in here. I've got my one year at DreamWorks Shrek trophy, and that's it. <laughs> so I would love, I'd love, you know, get me an Annie. That'd be great. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, Chris, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. Where, where can people find more Chris Tapley? They can, if they so wish, see me tweet at, uh, at Chris Tapley, K R I S T A P L E Y. Chris with a K, uh, you mm-hmm. know, naturally. Like combat, yes. like McAleer. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and obviously the call sheet is the podcast. We just finished our first season. Uh, we talked to all of the talent behind your favorite Netflix films and series. So, uh, check that out. We got about 10 episodes deep on that so far. Hell yeah. It's super good. I, I love that podcast. Uh, and specifically the, the Irishman episode with Thelma Schoonmaker? Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker. Yep. Uh, it's amazing. She's so good. It's uh, I could I, I loved every second of it. It made me want to watch the movie again right we, away. We did a we did a bunch of those guys. We did the costume designers. We did the cinematographer, sound mixers. Oh man! Also, just watch The Irishman if you haven't and you're listening to this. It's so good. It's yeah, so so good. Absolutely do that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. And as always, finish him. <laughs>